occasions we get to sit next to each other and live. do this. Yeah, live. So we're here at the Moving Iron Summit here in Nashville, or Nashville, that's next year, uh, Las Vegas right now. And um, so just got done with your presentation. You gave a real good presentation about what you see happening in the marketplace and, and what's going on out there. So let's talk about a little bit about this new NAFTA thing, the new yeah. whatever it's called now. The USMCA the, uh, US or whatever. CFMA, I don't know. It's fun <laughs> to play at the YMCA. That's right, yeah. What, whatever they're calling it now. So um, that's got to put a little little more confidence back into the market yeah. right now when we start looking at how our interaction with Canada and Mexico is going to be over the next unforeseen amount of time. Yeah, it's uh, that's huge. Um, and that's been something that the market has been hoping would get resolved for quite a while and, and finally we did you know Mexico is such a huge player in, in all our ag markets um, corn beans meal hogs uh, pork I should say um, beef uh, just massive so that was good news to the market to get that finalized and, and know that hey we've we've got this a done deal including Canada um, you know it's it's gonna be the, the silver bullet no but it at least solidifies in the market's mind that that demand's going to be there, and that's important, especially given the, the fact that it's not going so well, it sounds like, mm-hmm. with China. Um, but I think that, you know, eventually it will. So, you know, that's kind of the last domino, so to speak, is, is this China thing. That still may take a while, but the market kind of breathes a sigh of relief that, um, you know, this Mexico is secured as a, as a trading partner going forward, and that's a massive, massive thing for our ag products. Yeah. So let's talk about that a little bit. When you start looking at, at China and, and what's happening with that, um, it has kind of deteriorated into a, you know, we're, we're going to wait till after the election, very political yeah. move on their part, um, and, and how they're going to move forward with that. Um, I'm, I hate to say that I'm not concerned right now because – we typically don't sell a lot of, of products to China uh, until February, March timeframe. Um, so we do have some seasonal time frame here that we're gonna gonna see yeah. some stuff. Um, but I'm concerned after the first year what that looks like. Um, is China gonna start rerouting buying beans from us through other countries so they don't have to pay their own tariff that they they've got there, or is uh, you know, are they just going to try to figure out something different with, you know, Brazil almost on the verge of being out of beans yeah. and, and then they'll have another re- resupply here this winter yeah. when their next crop comes in. So um, talk about that a little bit and kind of what do you, some some ideas that you might have there. Yeah, it's a moving target, too. Some of that's going to be dependent on how big the Brazilian crop is and, right. and Argentina to some extent. Um, so obviously, they're you know, kind of very early on in their planting here. Um just a real early stuff so you get six weeks down the road they'll be planting and then by February they'll they'll have beans so that's going to be huge in, in the market's mind but it is happening kind of what you you said already our beans are so much cheaper um, and our basis is just horrendous you know in the right. interior particularly the northern the northern plains so Canada's been selling a lot of beans to China mm-hmm. out of their west coast and um, and then they're buying our beans out of the Dakotas and Minnesota 
to crush domestically in Canada. Same thing's been happening in Argentina. They're importing our beans at pencils for them to sell what beans they do have left to China, import our beans to crush. So they're, it's crazy how this, this world market and the, and the puzzle pieces move around. Um, I don't know, you know, like you said, uh, Brazilian and U.S. beans have come together now to where uh, six weeks ago, eight weeks ago, we were a buck and a half, buck 80 more expensive. It just goes to show you that Brazil doesn't have an unlimited supply, and they're probably have exhausted most of those exportable supplies, mm-hmm. and until they get new crops. So that's the question: Is China going to keep buying from Canada, and Canada replaces their beans with our beans? Are they going to have to come to us maybe for a few beans yeah. for a little while until there is that new crop available in South America? That's the that's the question. We've we've seen a little bit of a rally. I think some of it's NAFTA related, some of it's money flow, um, some of it's the fact that we're the cheapest source of beans by far in the world. Right. Export sales this morning were really good on beans, and um, so we are you know we are selling beans and the demand's good even without China. And just hopefully knock on wood that can get taken care of. It's something probably won't be till after the election. Yeah. You know, the fear is that goes, you know, clear into late, you know, year of yeah. 2019. And the quicker we can get that done and get the market a little bit of stability, the better. But it's going to be a while now, it sounds yeah. like. Yeah, there's definitely a, yeah, there's, there's that, that tension in the market. You still feel it right now. I mean, there was a sigh of relief with the, the, the new NAFTA yeah. thing that kind of came through. But the China thing's still looming That's out there. That's the big one, yeah. Um, Last podcast I did with Delaney Howe, she was talking about um, the African swine mm-hmm. fever, flu, mm-hmm. or whatever, um, that's, in, that's in China right now and how they're kind of reporting that. And she made the comment that at a, at a convention she was at, there was uh, someone gave a talk on if China were to cool 5 to 10% of their hog population they have out there now, their hog herd they have now, that that would um, pretty much take away the... the the demand that they need from the U.S. dramatically, um, and, and it could cause just a, they're going to be able to source what they need to source yeah. other places. What's your thoughts on that and kind of where do you think that is? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. It, it wouldn't be good if they have to do that. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's not good from a demand side, soy meal demand side, mm-hmm. domestically in China. They've threatened that they're going to cut 10 million metric tons of bean demand out of their... Um, you know, budget, so to speak. Yeah, that's easier said than done. Right. Um, and you don't know if that's just po- political move and talk and positioning or not. So I think that they're, um, you know, it's definitely a concern. It's it's definitely something that's supporting the hog market, right? right. Because they have such a massive demand for for pork and usage there that um, you know, I mean, it's it's supportive to our hog prices, but it's definitely not supportive from a from a meal demand standpoint. So, yeah, it's definitely a, a concern, which is along with the whole China trade issue. We've got, you know, what looks to be massive bean yields in a lot of areas, and yep. bean yields likely on the on the rise here in coming USDA reports. So it's just another bearish factor that is going to kind of be there and weigh on the bean market for a while. Yep. Um, it's, just, it's, it's really head-scratching to me that, we're rally, you know, the, the beans are rallying like they have. I mean, we're working on 60 cents off the lows right. um, in two, two and a half weeks. So 
it's a nice little bounce we've had. And, you know, I think producers, especially if you have on-farm storage, um, got to look at that as maybe an opportunity. You're going to get a tariff payment, you know, the dollar sixty-five on half your crop. And, and you know, if you're selling, like, against March or May or even July bean futures, I mean, they're knocking on the door. Some of those months are, are now over $9. Mm-hmm. You tack your buck 65 and good bean yields, and, you know, it's good gross revenue. So I think we have to look at this as a little bit of an opportunity, too. To, yeah, we've, we've seen a nice rally. It could keep going if we get an agreement. You know, if, you, if there's a tweet that comes out that yes. we're, we've agreed, yep. beans will rally 80 cents in two days. But that might be a while, too. Right. You've got to kind of take it when you can get it, I take guess. Take what you can get when you can get it, right? Yeah. Yep. So let's talk about the livestock market a little bit now. We've, we've, we've hit on the hogs for a little bit. Cattle prices have uh, done quite well, and, and um, they have held, held some, some pretty high numbers in that, that 120, higher 120 range. Where do you think that's headed, and, and how much longer do you feel like we could, could maintain this rally that we're on? Yeah, cattle are amazing um, because for, I don't know, 10 or 11 months in a row, we've each cattle on feed report comes out just is basically record numbers every time. Mm-hmm. And the market's really held up well. And so that tells you two things. Um, there's good domestic demand, and, and there's good export demand. And um, packers are making a lot of money. We kind of... Or in an adversarial role a lot of times as a right. feedlot saying, eh, I don't want that. But you want everybody to make money. I mean, if the Packers not making money, then their demand to buy your cattle aren't going to be there. So um, there's some good things happening. And, and we're now starting to get past, um, you know, those biggest supplies are, we're, we're going to be, you know, kind of getting behind us now. Right. And as you get into winter and spring, those, those numbers should shrink a little bit. And we should hold together pretty well. It doesn't mean we'll go straight up, but... You know, I think we, we're probably in a range here where, uh, you know, 112, 115 on the low side, maybe mid to upper 120s on the high side, probably favoring out, um, you know, into late winter, early spring for the best uh, part of that. But I think we're, we hold together. It's a little bit of a bright spot uh, that's, that's going right now is the, the cattle sector. Um, you know, the grain side is really beat up, and uh, the feedlot guys – Holding their own right now, and that's good. I mean, at least uh, at least they're uh, pulling their weight here right. and making a little bit of money when yep. uh, when feed prices are low. Right. Yep. Well, Chip, there's a like I said, there's always a lot of stuff going on, a lot of volatility out in the marketplace still. And if guys want to work on a plan or help you uh, have you maybe revise a plan that they're working on, how would they do that? Yeah, best way is just to call us at 309-550-7213. Uh, be happy to chat with you and let you know uh, what we might be able to do and how we could improve your plan and even though it's busy with harvest right now and it's always busy on the feedlot side uh you know the markets are always open every day every weekday and your revenue's changing on an hourly basis so it's an important part of your your operation right on all right chip well hey it's good to actually set across yeah, from you for once live and do in this. Person. and and it was it was fun stuff that we haven't don't get to do very often man yeah so, i i like it good we'll have to do it more often I definitely have to do that so vegas uh what next month yeah yeah let's try it let's go ahead let's monthly? go and try that let's do it <laughs> a monthly trip to vegas that'll work that'll work all right chip well till next time we'll uh, talk to you then all right all right thanks bud. Moving in the 21st century hard-working people working hard for Time and time again Through
Cause you'll find us here